What's going on, Technology family, and welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. And today, episode, we're going to be talking about the Emmys. We're going to be talking about the, all the upcoming public domain Disney-based horror movies that's going to be on the list coming up this soon. We got the mainstream news to talk about, and you got not one, but two movie reviews for y'all today. So let's not waste time. Let's get started with our first topic. So, so this past Monday, um, we just recently had the 75th Primetime Emmy Awards. So, The Bear and Secessions led the program with six major wins each, including an outstanding comedy series and outstanding drama series, respectively. The former also lead progress was including the Creative Arts Emmy Awards, with 10, Beef won five awards, including the Outstanding Limited and Anthology Series. The other winning programs, including Last Week Tonight with Jonathan uh, Oliver, with two awards, Abrupt Elementary, Blackbird, Damon the Monster, the Jeff Diamond Story, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Elton John Live Farewell for the Dodger Stadium. RuPaul Drag Race and Light and White Lotus with one each. And other uh, uh, stats, stats here showing that um, it is also the first series of uh, the Secession that had received three nominations for the Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. The Last of Us became the first live-action video game adaptation to be nominated in a major Emmy uh, category. And in individual achievements, uh, Perry B B Barkley nomination for the damn monster the Jeff Diamond story made him the first black director to be nominated in a comedy, drama, and limited categories. Jenny Ortega became the second youngest nominee for the outstanding uh, lead uh, actress in a comedy series at the Petty Duke. Petra Bacal, three nominations, made him the most nominated Latina actor in a year. And Kevin Montreal Woodrum will become the youngest male actor and second deaf, deaf actor to be nominated. HBO slash Max led all the networks with 127 nominations, and the two service became the first network for four outstanding drama series nominations since NBC at the 1992 ceremony. Amazon, Freebie, and Tubi each earned their first nominations for this year for Jury Dewey and the Nevers, um, uh, respectively. As mentioned, Elton John became the ninth recipient of the EGOT, while Quentin Beretta and A.O. Albertin, sorry if I pronounced the name, but um, both ladies winning the Outstanding Lead Actress and Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, respectively. This marks the first time 
that two black women have won these actress categories for a comedy series in the same category. The former was also was the first black woman to win her category since the 1981 where Idris Sanford won for the Jeffersons. Ali Wan made history as the first Asian woman to win an Emmy for a lead role in the category. So that kind of wraps up the Emmys. And now we got to look forward to the Grammys and the Super Bowl next month. So with that being said, let's go to our next uh, topic. So we got an upcoming list of all the eight public domain Disney-based horror movies that is coming out. So uh, last year, we just had the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and Bloody Honey. So coming up, this is all coming in 2024, uh, re respectively. So we got Bammy the Reckoning, Mickey, Mickey's Mousetrap, Pinocchio Unstring, Winnie the Pooh, Bloody Honey 2, Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare, Cinderella's Curse, and a untitled Steamboat uh, Mickey Mouse horror movie. So, uh, let me know in the comment section below. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, let me know in the comments below what are you are looking, for, looking forward the most to. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And uh, let's see what other popular character might enter in the public domain in the future. So, let's see what happens. But, um... With that being said, let's get into our mainstream news. First thing we're going to talk about is, did James McCoy hit his return in Deadpool 3 as Professor X? So this is what he had to say. Anything I say will get me in trouble or something like that. I had no contact for them. If they want me to come back, they need to talk to me, need to be a good script, need to want me, all that stuff. When stuff like that happens or doesn't happen, that's the reality of it. I'm not saying anything. So, there could be a possibility that we might get Professor Anson in Deadpool 3. But is it going to be Patrick, Patrick Stewart or James Marford? We don't know. So, we'll have to wait and see until when the movie uh, uh, Deadpool 3 comes out in July. So, no further details on that. Moving on. Fast 11, to be Diesel's last, would have the budget reports. And this is coming for War of Real. The studio is aiming to go lean and mean with the 11th film in the series in attempt to cut spin that saw the production of Fast X, aka Fast 10, Inflate into 340 million uh, budget. I don't think, say for Avatar 2, that there was a film released this decade with a higher budget than that one. Snyder sources say that Fast 11 will have a budget well under 200 million and the plot to revive over a single heist or race. And how about Van, Van Diesel? Snyder says Diesel will be back in what it would be like his character's last ride. So uh, everybody's saying, "Oh, Fast Eleven is definitely could be the uh, the the last of uh, the main series," 
and you know they could continue on with a um with a, with a much spinoff series and stuff like that. So hopefully we get more for, more further details on Fast Eleven and where they go from here. Especially we had that cliffhanger ending in Fast Eleven in Fast Ten. Moving on, Highlander reboot when Harry Cavill is John Wick director's next film. Hmm. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, let's read what the Hollywood Reporter had to say. Chad Castain is finally making his long, ingested Highlander movie. The director has been developing the project since 2016, and now it's set to be his next film. Harry Cavill is attached to star in Highlander, a re-image of the 1986 film of the same name. Highlander greenlit it is part of the sweeping new deal uh, Tsushi and Lionsgate announced it on Tuesday. The pact will give Tsushi an oversight of the two franchises, Highlander and John Wick. So, what more can I say? I'm excited to see what the John Wick director does with Highlander and how will Harry Cavill do uh, uh, post um, DC and, uh, and Superman uh, uh, role. So, yeah. I'm excited. Moving on. Drago movie is still in development, says Dolph Lunder. And this is what Coming Soon had to say. Lunder said about the movie, MGM was developing a script called Drago about my character and my son. I think what happened is what the studio changed its leadership and then Creed 3 did very well so they started prepping for Creed 4. This is last year. And then now there is a problem with co-star in Creed 4. That storyline that had on the Drago script was interesting. It was kind of, of a coming to America kind of an immigrant uh, angle with me and my son. And it's uh, pretty cool. So listen. We need a Drago um, a movie. So everything that Dumb Love has said, so this could be a very good spinoff. So this could be um, his son, uh, son in the life after um, uh, Creed 2 and also Creed 3 of him trying to be um, that international boxy star. That, but, but now... Um, He's not the villain uh, like his dad was. Uh, he could be that anti-hero type of boxer. So, yeah, yeah, this sounds all good to me. So, hey, MGM, if you're listening, we need a, we need a Drago movie. So, it, it could fit well within the Creed series and also into, the of course, the Rocky franchise. So, yeah, give us that movie. Moving on. Andor Season 2. Finishes filming later this week. And this is what Carmen Berea had to say. Endor star Diego Lunder finally shared a new production update on the highly anticipated season two of the hit Star Wars series. The good thing about Endor is we know it, it has an ending. Nice to see, nice to work knowing that there's an ending you can aim for something. Uh, Lunder said as he teased the epic end of the Disney Plus series. I have, I have seven days left to shoot. Tomorrow, I'm flying back to London, and we are fi finishing this. So, 
the first season was great, and I uh, can't wait to see what season two had uh, has to offer. Moving on. Jonathan Major's film Magazine Dreams dropped by, by the studio, which was uh, Sir Light Pictures. In case y'all didn't know, uh, Sir Light Pictures was once known as Fox Sir Light Pictures, now owned by Disney. And uh, anything that had, that Disney has with Jonathan Major in it, throw it, throw it, give it to somebody else. But um, I'm pretty sure that some other studios will, will, will pick it up. Maybe Universal, uh, maybe Warner Brothers, um, Lionsgate. Anyone can pick it up. But um, let's read what the what the Hollywood Reporter has to say. Jonathan Majors' uh, magazine dreams is officially back on the market. Nearly a year after Sirlight Sir Pictures acquired the bodybuilding drama, the swiftly armed Walt, Walt Disney Studios has quietly returned rights of the movie to the filmmakers, who were now shot for it by other buyers. The move came merged weeks after Jonathan Majors was convicted of an assault and harassment, which he was uh, previously innocent, but hey, we, we, we said our things for, for a couple weeks now. But um, steaming from the incident involving his ex-partner Grace Jumber, Searchlight Pritchard delivered the news that the magazine Dreams team late last week that it will not be released it will not be released in the film according to sources. So like I said, other studios besides Disney or Disney own can uh, can buy the uh, um that can buy the film. Even Netflix can do it. Amazon Prime can do it. So only time will tell. We'll see what's gonna happen. Moving on, She-Hulk, season two, unlikely, says Tamia Mousen. Sorry, I pronounced the name, but um, who cares? Hopefully, we don't get a says season two. But um, this is what Comberita has to Comberita has to say. Malene was asked about the chances fans will get She-Hulk season two after it was reportedly in development at Marvel Studios. However, the actors downplay the possibility, suggesting that Disney Plus series most likely won't get to get a go for season two due to budget concerns. I don't think so. I think we blew up our budget, and Disney was like, no thanks, she said. Hey, uh, uh, good for Disney. We don't need it. That's all I can say. Moving on, something uh, we want to see, but is is in question right now, and that is Mandalorian season four. Now let's read this statement here. Star Wars gave us a conf a confusion more than anything else was in the John Varela movie announcement of the Mandalorian. After a very missed season three of the Mandalorian, who was clamoring for a movie, after what happened as to what and what happens to season four of the show? Here's what we know. Pre-strikes Lucasfilm was intent on making season four of Mandalorian. The scripts have already been written during the, the great Hollywood break. However, things got re-evaluated. Re With plans shifting to a movie as the as a priority, what happens to season four now is unclear. 
it's definitely get not a given. But if, if a movie, if the movie is success, then it could lead to a next phase of the man of the Mando uh, storytelling becoming movie sequels. Box office and fan reactions will determine that. So, if the if the Mandalorian movie goes well, then instead of doing like a season four, then maybe they could do a, a, a movie sequel. Well, that depends on what they do um, with, the, the, with the franchise itself because like they, they had to make a decision. Like if they want to do a season four after the movie, we don't know. So all we can say is that if the Mando movie does really good, then we'll, we can talk and see well, where we go for where we go from there. But um, but for me, I'm still excited for the Mando uh, movie, so can't wait for it. Moving on, Jodie Foster turned down the role for Princess Leia, so I think she made a good move here. So, and we all know that was. Uh, uh, that that was for um, yeah, yeah you know what I mean but that was for for Carrie Fisher so that, that she was Princess Leia so I'm glad that Jodie Foster kind of turned out the role because most of the times when you see like uh, I don't know if you remember that story but uh, Will Smith was originally asked to play Neo in the Matrix but he turned down the role and Keanu Reeves took the role which made sense he was he was much a better Neo than Will Smith so you kind of get the, the the logic there. But um, here's what Variety had to say. I was, yeah, Foster replied. They were going for a younger Princess Leia, but I had a conflict. I was doing a Disney movie, and I just didn't want to pull out of the Disney movie because I was already on the contract. The role of Princess Leia automatically went to Carrie Fisher, who was 19 years old during the during filming. Casting for Foster... In an iconic world, would have changed Star Wars, and she was only 13 or 14 years old when George Lucas' original Star Wars was filming. So there's your answer there. So um, and um, uh, moving on from that, um, AMC theaters starts hits a record lows. Uh, listen, I am not worried, okay? But um. Let's read this story here from Yahoo Finance saying, at its low of the day stocks was down more than 11%. AMC stocks has been on a downward spiral for months as the theater chains continue to issue stocks to reduce its debt. It move with delicate equal investors. The stocks is down 90% since the July of 2023 when its trade just north of the 40 percent share in june 2021 the stock closed as high as 339.5 percent share on a split adjusted basis but hey like i said not to worry so moving on from that matter web is the longest sony marvel film yet hmm let's read what coming soon had to say the Matter Web runtime has been revealed for the latest entry in the Sony Spider-Man universe, and it's the longest film yet. Norway Film Ticking website of uh, Filmweb v. The Direct 
listed that the Meta Web runtime is one hour and 56 minutes or 116 minutes. Still kind of like under two hours still, but this makes it the longest of the Sony recent Marvel movies and it's beat the first Venom, which was an hour and 52 minutes of runtime, which was the pretty, the pretty lengthiest there. So it's still kind of two hours, but uh, not too much uh, good glance about that. But um, Muncher Season 2 may not be happening, says Showrunner. So this is based off of Godzilla. And um, this is what Superhero Hype had to say. Speaking with TV Align this past week, says showrunner Chris Black was after by a potential second season of the hit monster drama. While Black was quickly to say that there was no official news on season two, is yet available. The series has done very well, so he remains hopeful we do not have season two in order. Black said the show has done very well. He volunteered that we are optimistic and excited. We feel that we have more story to tell. All right. So hopefully we can get a season two. Moving on. Doom part two runtime gets close to three hours. Hey, I'm not complaining. As long as we get to see D2, Doom 2, I am happy. But um, let's read what Common Berea had to say about it. Digital Spy reports that the pure Irish film classified office, Doom Part 2, will run for a total of 165 minutes, or 2 hours and 45 minutes. That makes it longer than director Dennis Rivers' first Doom film, which was clocked in at 155 minutes, as well as David Lynch's original Doom adaptation at 100 and 37 minutes it is also Virtue's longest movie to date. Hey, I'm still excited for Dune 2. I don't care if it's three hours. Just give it to us in March. Moving on. Uh, Kingpin clarifies that Marvel decision to make Netflix Daredevil canon. Uh, in this is coming for Commodore Reader it says, originally understood to be its own. Standalone universe, Vistafer revealed that Marvel Studios intentionally had no plans to narrate uh, specimens from Netflix Daredevil into MCU canon, focused solely on Kingpin and Daredevil. During our restart of all creative on Daredevil, Born Again, all creative got together and said, Look, this is how we have got to do it now, and we are for sure only speaking it. To terms of being directly connected to the original Daredevil, and that's a good thing. Hey, as long as they keep it uh, the TBMA, I am good. Paramount dropped part one for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Hmm, that begs the question. Is Mission Impossible 8 going to have a different title instead of Dead Reckoning Part 2? We don't know. But um, here's what Deadline had to say. Paramount Pictures Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning will begin streaming on Paramount Plus on Thursday, January 25th in the U.S. and Canada. The film, which had a slight title tweak of Part 1 drop, will premiere in an additional Paramount Plus international market beginning in February of 2024. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we get a, uh, 
uh, update on Mission Impossible A and what be what be the the new to uh, new title will be. And lastly, uh, Peter Jackson's debut draw a bigger audience than Secret Invasion and Loki. Hmm, that's some good news. Um, this is coming from Comic Book Reader, and it says Percy Jackson's debut on Disney Plus surprised uh, surpassed two recent Marvel Studios releases on the platform. This equates to around 7.15 million complete runs, aka views, in the U.S. over its first six days. Percy Jackson earned 13.3 million views worldwide, which is around 105 million minutes. These numbers are greater than Secret Invasions, and which is 160 minutes, uh, million minutes, and the second season of Loki, which is 146 million minutes that came to a total uh, viewing time. So those are some good numbers there for, for Peter Jackson. So that right there could get a season two, uh, if lucky. But um, we'll see how that goes from there. And that's all of our mainstream news today. And with that being said, let's get into our first of two movie reviews that we're going to talk about and the first one what uh, we're going to talk about is the, the the beekeeper the latest action film from jace uh, from jason statham and um uh, the plot uh, follows one man's brutal uh, campaign for vengeance takes on a national state after being revealed that his former operative and powerful uh organizers being known uh, as uh, uh, as the beekeeper Hmm. So, man, man, I can't even tell you how much fun I had you know, with the with this movie. Uh, this is just a, another um, uh, uh, trying to help the uh the help that who's being wronged by a by a bunch of scam and crooks, and so Jason Statham was there to uh, to right the wrong. And man, and uh, some people say this was kind of a a, a makeup from. The, the Expendables 4 just based on the critical uh, um, reviews and the um, box office failure that it got. So I think this is kind of a um, uh, a makeup for uh, for for Jason for, for Jason Statham. And um, uh, yeah, this was a great um, uh, action thriller justice. And uh, and he has a lost a step, man. So that this guy is a uh, is on the top of his game. So this is like a uh, a, a John Wick, uh, but in Jason Statham's um, uh, way. So um, yeah. So this is another masterpiece from for Jason Statham, and um, I will give this movie uh, a B plus. So this was a definitely a great movie to to watch. If you're definitely one of those people that love to watch action movies. And um, with that being said, and to our nets. And final movie review is we're going to talk about is The Book of Clarence. And this one uh, follows a down-on-his-luck man struggled to find a better life for his family while fighting to free himself of, of a debt, captivating by the power and glory of a rising Messiah known as Jesus Christ. He risked everything to carve his own path in a divine life, ultimately discovering what the redeeming power of belief may have been his only uh, way out. So... Um, 
most of everything in the movie uh, well, well, was kind of real, and some of them was um, uh, but that uh, got made up for, for for Hollywood. But um, uh, but besides that, but um, this was a um, a really good movie to, uh, to check out, especially um, if you're a fan of the the director who directed uh, the the heart. And they fall, uh, and uh, this was also uh, produ produced by Jay Z, and um, so but um, this was uh, this was pretty good, and uh, I was entertained, and um, this um, even though so, so some of the things that um may not happen, and then there are some things that 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 actually happen and uh, in the Bible, so uh, but um, but other than that, uh, pretty good entertaining movie. I will also give this movie a B a, a B plus, so um. Definitely a, a great movie uh, to, to, to enjoy. And um, with that being said, um, that's all that we have for today's episode. And um, if you enjoyed um, this episode and you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like. Give this uh, video a like and comment down below what are your thoughts and opinions. And don't forget to share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell with new episodes and video uploaded. And of course, if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts or any other um, podcast audio platform, don't forget to follow me there as well. And with that being said, this is Trico, and I'm signing off, y'all. Peace.